Is your product or service stuck in Twitter under what seems like a massive pile of freezing cold snow? Let Overlord Services plow you out and expose this product to the rest of the world. For only $20 for three months of our enhanced service, we will create nifty images with your logo and information and post them on a daily basis. They also have yearly discounted rates. I am a client of Overlord Services, and I do have to say that not only are their services excellent, but they're really nice people. They post up my episodes multiple times per day for all of my shows without fail. And the communication that they have is second to none. I would greatly recommend that you try them out. Head to their shop at co-fi.com slash overlord svcs. Again, that's coffee.com slash overlord services and click on shop below. When you purchase their services... Let them know Derek sent you. to another one that's brandon that's gar i'm derek this is the end of the road galvatron we belong together no i said galvatron that means that the song that plays is you got the touch i'll stop listening at end of the road you got the power yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that yeah was so serious, bro. I still say that's that in the um in the 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 Bobby Brown kick are like the most important like points of emphasis <clears throat> in a song slash video. Yeah, <laughs> can't even hold the note. Uh, Brandon, how you doing? I'm glad it's over because it was Damn. an amazing ride. Oh. Yes. But all good things must come to an end. Yeah, that's how Devin got here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Scar, how are you doing? <laughs> I'm 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 pretty good. I I Okay, full disclosure, the last like 10 minutes of the show, I watched it at the beginning of the last podcast. So because I I had stopped and I man, the last that. half of this episode is a victory lap for them to wrap everything else up. No, nah, this shit was fucking boring. the last half the last half of this episode was fucking Return of the King, nigga. Like I never seen is- I don't remember all the Return of the King, but I know that this the last half of this episode was literally a victory lap. Like there was nothing more to it. Like they just wanted to wrap everything up and yet they still didn't show us crystal. Which pissed me off. Nah, dog, but the, but the Spanish chick though, the Spanish, the Spanish chick, that Spanish chick was bad, bro. What is you talking about? 
But no, what I'm saying is Crystal was a part of this show. They could have at right. least shown something. Right, but still. Yes, now we know there's 275 sisters but, in the world. But how do we but how do they well technically you can just give Crystal the shot because she doesn't believe that she's a clone and she doesn't believe that the clones look like her. So you could just walk in there and give her Kasima can just walk in there and give her the fucking shot and it doesn't fucking matter. Well, Kasima doesn't... doesn't look like her. I can see why she doesn't think Kasima looks like her. Sarah, Sarah's like that Clark Kent shit where you just see Sarah looking down, trotting, and just fucking dull and Rough. despair. You're just like, that's not fucking me. Look at her. <laughs> and Kasima looks nothing like her with the glasses and the dreads. No, I think a, a regular person who saw those two wouldn't just assume they look alike. But if she saw fucking, if she saw Rachel or Allison, I think she would change. But she didn't see them the whole time of the show. I don't think yeah, so. Yeah, because the only thing that she saw was, the only person she saw was dusty, dirty-ass Sarah. She saw Rachel. She's a makeup artist. She would have been like, okay, I feel a connection to this one. Rachel looks so. like money. I think any of those clones, she would have been like, that's what you think I look like? I mean, that's basically what she did. Yeah. To Sarah. I, <laughs> Look at Sarah. Like why why are we why are we like dumping on Sarah right now? Because Sarah looks like a meth addict. I mean she got her teeth. An early meth addict. Okay. Also, Sarah Sarah's sisters to Felix, who always keeps himself together. She can do a better job. And honestly, the thing is, it's it's pretty clear that uh crystal exudes a sexual confidence or just a confidence in herself that sarah doesn't exude at all and so that's i've never seen what she did with paul that's how paul knew she wasn't beth yeah because beth was even further down the list worse exactly (laughs) on drugs but i mean also like sarah showed up wearing like a the Clash t-shirt and shit. And it's just like, where the fuck did that come from? Like, Boy! We pick up this episode. Yes. Thank you, Brandon. Not you, Scar. Just Brandon. No, I'm, I'm going to stop talking every time you say oi. Say what? Every time you say oi, I'm going to stop talking. Stop saying that, Scar. It's not fetch. So, anyway. Stop, make, stop trying to make fetch happen. Fetch is in the lexicon. So, never happen. we flash back to Miss S and a pregnant Sarah sitting in their car across here from Planned Parenthood of Toronto. And Miss S, like, you're a fucking alcoholic, junkie, dickhole, selfish motherfucker. Why do you think you'd be a good mom? And Sarah's like, I just know I would. See, you thought I was going to say oi, but I didn't. You did. Just did. Yeah, I was hoping you wouldn't catch that. So Sarah's helping Helena through the hallways of the diet basement amidst the ringing of the alarm. And they sneak by as Maddie Inger and another guard go towards the ringing alarm door. Maddie Ice. 
And I hate her so much. And Sarah and Helena get to a basement equipment room and Helena can't go any further. And Maddie gets to the door that Art had come by and turns off the alarm. And then Art comes behind her and knocks her. Knock you the fuck out. You got knocked the fuck out. She's probably the worst, one of the worst people on the show. Man, right? It's like you just got here. Why do I hate you so much? It has nothing to do with her shooting Miss S's uh, mom either. It's just, she just, ugh. She's so yuck. Well, that's because she has the trifecta that you hate. What? You hate white people. And you hate cops and you hate killers. So, Joe, I hate white people. My daughter's mom, I hate white people. And cops. Well, yeah, that's a given. Um, let me see who else. 95 percent of the people on my basketball team's parents, I hate white people. That's right. He's saying this because I don't fucking like Junior and Kevin from Home Alone. Exactly. I know exactly why you're saying it. That's right. <sighs> I, have, I have probable cause. <laughs> hey, you know what? In that, you are right. If a little white kid walked up to me and they were a piece of shit, I probably wouldn't fuck. You also don't like Kira. No, Kira's just weird. She's a weird-faced See? kid. That's unfortunate. That's not her fault. That's her parents' fault. We never met her daddy. Oh, yeah, we did. I forgot we met that dude. Whatever happened to that dude? Al, he went to Iceland and never came back. Yeah, we never saw what happened to him. Also, we never saw what... Where the fuck is Alex's son? He went back to Game of Thrones (laughs) in real life. Oh, right. He was was a pussy whip motherfucker. He he went back to Game of Thrones. That's what happened in real life. He was the one who was in love with Daenerys. Yeah, they didn't even they didn't even mention Oscar. They said Gemma four times this episode. Gemma showed up say, in the finale, and Oscar was not there at all. They didn't even say Oscar. They didn't even say like, oh, he's over there playing. Oscar went upstairs Gemma. and never came back down. Disrespecting my man Oscar, right? That is absolutely true. That nigga never came back. Rude. Scar, do you have it? You never saw Oscar again after season two either, did you? Yeah, I don't. I don't. Yeah, it was just he was just gone. And I don't know what to say about it. Yeah, I don't like that shit. They, they family matters the fuck out of Oscar. Though. Yeah, I don't like that shit at all. Except for they kind of they kind of alluded to him in future scenes. It's not like Family Matters because Family Matters that character just completely disappeared. They stopped talking about her. They stopped being like it's like it's like she never existed. They stopped talking about Oscar too, though. No, they did say the children because they always said the kids. The kids, yeah. The kids were were at her mom's. True, true, true. Except this episode, she kept saying Gemma. And there's only one Gemma in TV, and that's Gemma Simmons from Agents of Shield. Still yeah, haven't seen it. That was actually pretty good. You got to you got to get past the first season though. People that's, keep that's saying a, that. I, that's one of those, that's one of those ones you got to get past the first season. First season a little rough. After that, they kind of it kind of picks yeah, up. Yeah, but the, but then at the end of the day, make the first season matter. 
No. Yes. So, okay. Because there are shows that if I could just get past the whole first season, I'd be much happier with myself. Yes, like Seinfeld. If you yes. started Seinfeld at the, towards the end of season two, early season three, and the good thing about Seinfeld is it's not episodic. I mean, yeah. sometimes they have callbacks, but it's not – they don't always <clears> have callbacks. The point of Seinfeld is – the point of watching Seinfeld is to learn the characters, and then it makes the show better once you learn the characters. But it's not like I have to watch season one or I'm not going to understand season two. The um, I know the characters. Like I didn't know Kramer hadn't been out the house in ten years. I was like, "That's a lot." Oh yeah, season one is dreadful. I I watched it because I watched Seinfeld when I was growing up, but I'd never seen season one. So when I got older, when it came out on DVD box set, I watched it, and I was like, "God damn, this shit is fucking boring. It's all dull. The colors look dreadful." Yeah, they are. They're really muted. Oh, it's fucking awful. But then you get to season two and it picks up. And then, you know, season three is when in real life, when it just hit the and when it just started smoking. And then from that on, it was the number one show on TV. Okay. I will give it another try, I guess. And you got to see Jerry Stiller, at least. No, Jerry no, Stiller's I know. I know man. about him and I know about Festivus for the rest of us. There's episodes that I know of Seinfeld. It's just. In the suit Nazi. Yeah, still haven't seen him yet, but I know of him. I know of all the characters to some extent. Um, Jack the, Childs, the um, the mailman. I, I got Newman. his name in my head. Yeah, Newman. Hello, Newman. Like I know all of them. It's just watching that first season. It was like, see, yeah. that's how big Seinfeld is. You don't even know the show. But you know this shit because it's just pop culture references. No, I know the show. I've watched it. I watched like some episodes. Like there was the one where they lost their car in the mall parking lot. Yes. And they were just walking. Like that was the whole fucking episode was them trying yes. to buy their and fucking car. Season four of the show is about how they made the show. So the whole season four is about in the in the show is Jerry and George presenting to NBC, a show about nothing. And they basically do the show about how they came up with the show. And George is Larry David and Jerry's Jerry. Because the George character is based on Larry David to an extent. I learned so much from George. Like how to always stay busy or look like you're busy. So management doesn't fuck with you. Yeah, the, whole, the George characters always figure shit out like that. Leaving on a high note. I know you've probably heard that one before. Mm-hmm. And so, <clears throat> yeah, Maddie gets knocked the fuck out. And uh, PT is still fading out fast, getting more and more desperate as his health fails him. And says they'll have to do the surgery somewhere else because they can't isolate the mutation in this contaminated area. And Cody's like, do we though? But she's scared of him. So she agrees. But first, I have to find the girls. And Sarah starts to leave Helena to find medical supplies. But Helena begs her not to. So Sarah hands her a screwdriver and tells her she'll be right back and takes a pipe and heads into the worst part of the dark. Luckily, Art spots her instead of PT finding her. 
Um, Sarah sends Art back to be with Helena while she looks for medical supplies. So he gives her a gun just in case. And Cody follows Helena's blood trail to the basement door and goes in. Um, PT wants to come see for himself, but Cody says she needs someone who could actually help her. Like the doctor just working with PT. But then the doctor says, you know, man, you should sit down because you're really old and frail. And PT shoots him because you ain't going to call me old. Yeah, what a surprise, motherfucker. Basically. <laughs> Basically. Do you think we'll ever do Dexter? Uh, if it's on your list. I don't see why not. It ain't never, and I've, I've, I've seen the first couple of seasons. I stopped after. I something. do not want to do the final season. The final two seasons were giraffe nuts. Yeah, I, um, I, I stopped watching before the best, what people consider the best season. Best season to me was the one with the ice cream truck killer. John Lithgow. Season? Yep. Yep. That's, I stopped watching right before that season. And I got told about it after the fact. And I was like, fuck, I probably should watch that one. Yeah, that shit was phenomenal. After that, there was nowhere to go but down. And it went down like Oz. I heard that I heard this new the new season that they just came out with was horrible. Mm-hmm. Look, it's the same. That new season is the same as when uh Raekwon put out the purple tape part two. Yeah, and it was it was it was it was as bad as the Return of Heroes. Yeah, there's no way he could live up to it. None. Which, which which is a show I love, but like it's shit went Only down. Only built for Cuban links. Yeah, Not but Cuban, the, Cuban Link Two though. Cuban Link Two was bad. It wasn't as bad as immobility though. Like well, no, no. Like I mean, Raekwon got one. But good that's one. like that's like comparing Supreme clientele to bulletproof wallets, like. What's, what's, what was on Bullet? Oh, okay, I'm looking this up. <laughs> Don't do it to yourself, fam. Uh, what was on Bulletproof Wallets? Right, I'm looking. Sarah's lurking around uh, around a bunch of tarps and shit, looking like the level in uh, any video game where there's a bunch of jump scares. Yeah, and you got to get medical supplies to survive and heal yourself. Looking like Dead Space. Um, um, yeah, I see, I see one song I recognize from Bulletproof Wallet, so mm-hmm. that's never be the same again. PT is lurking too, though, and he confronts Sarah. Um, there's a, there's a, there's a fun fact about this, uh, this scene. I'm okay. looking at the tri- trivia. Um, when she walks into the area, um, there's a, there's a cabinet and the two, the top two drawers are, are labeled purple and orange. Aww. He calls Sarah and Helena fertile freaks as he moves through the plastic and the shadow. And PT says they're the only set of twins they ever produce. And it turns out they only need the one. And at that point in time, Sarah shoots blindly in the direction of his voice. And then she hears a grunt and a thud like, nigga, why are you talking? Right? You can't see out. He's <laughs> <laughs> Hans Gruber. Where is Thumpkin? Where is Al? <laughs> <laughs> Here I am. <laughs> yeah, she gets off the best, she, the luckiest shot ever. Is it luck? Because she was taught by Allison, who was taught by Beth. True. 
She got, I mean, like center mass, like she she clocked that nigga. I mean, but that's what he gets. The nigga walking through her like, mama! Ooh! ooh, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Who sings that song? Queen. Queen? Oh, yeah, Queen. Remember we talked about uh, uh, Bohemian Rhapsody in the movie? Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah, um, and then and then the what's what's the other one? Rocket Man. No, no, no. Oh the, yeah, the, the other Rashad version. Going to see Alan John next month. What? Yeah, here in Dallas. Lucky. This is last tour. Oh my God! Hey, do me a favor. I'm so sincere. Please illegally tape. I'm still standing. I'll take it. Yeah, Thank but you. but but do. Shut up, Scar. I used to think that's what he said. I'm sorry. You know what? I feel you, though, because I was talking on another show. Because, you know, Olivia Newton-John passed away recently. Mm -hmm. And so I was talking about Grease, and I was like, you know that song? The one they go... (laughs) 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 Baby! That's the funniest fucking sounds like. I mean, let's be honest. Like, I, the only thing about that movie that I dig is the fucking hand job. The, it's the, hand job. That's it. That's, that's it. it. It's the hand job. That's it. Like, I don't yeah. give a fuck about no other part of that movie. Just I watching white still people. hand job, my nigga. What? Still watching white people dance is like the best part of that whole shit. Hand driving is the precursor to the fucking Macarena. Accurate. Hand driving is also what happens when white folks can't dance. They just sit there and. <laughs> I mean, it was on beat, though. It was. And also, the last thing, hand driving sounds so close to hand jobs. Born a hand job, baby. <laughs> uh, that song and Beauty School Dropout are my two songs on that show. Not on my list. Is <laughs> the one I need. I'm trying to find what the hell is that that other cover of um of Bohemian Rhapsody by those by those chicks from New York by the, the Hispanic chicks from New York and they changed the beat um I cannot think of I can't because so I guess so many people have done this song done remakes of it I can't figure out who it is because it's a lot of people here but Right when Sarah thinks PT is down for good because she hears the thud. The braids. There we go. The braids. He lurches out of the shadow and starts to smother her with plastic. And I mean like smother, smother. Like her oh. nose is pushed shut. They didn't, they didn't. They weren't from New York. They were from San Francisco. Don't, I, can't be- to me. I can't believe she didn't poke a hole in where her mouth was so she could breathe. But still, she getting murdered dog like it's live and in action and i'm looking at like this looks real as she shit him in the nuts. and then she kicks him like she's fucking she hole because he flew well she got superpowers he flew across the fucking room yeah like okay we know that they have powers but not like this not like this he flew at least eight feet. Not like this. Not right? Like, like this. the Matrix. Yeah. Um, that's, as soon as you said that, that's where I went. 
Always. Helena and Art uh, take out Cody because <laughs> I don't know how Art knew that what the alley was, but he tossed it like Gary. No, Payton. he saw he saw the he saw the he the saw screwdriver. the screwdriver. Yeah, okay. he saw the screwdriver. He got he down like, hands on your knees, and he was like, "She's bleeding out really bad. You need to come look at this." And Cody came over and scared. <laughs> Yeah, stabbed her in the in the face, and she took the, the. I mean, that thing went through like the whole screwdriver. That was not a short screwdriver. Mm-hmm. She stuck that whole thing through her through her chin. Just, mm-hmm. which honestly might not have killed her. Might have just left you know a hole in the bottom of her chin. Who knows? I mean, I mean, I've seen I've seen episodes of House where somebody made have survive some shit like that, right? <laughs> And PT is thrown off of Sarah, like I said. And Sarah says, I survived you. We survived you. Me and my sister's together. Oh, as long as I know how to love, I know I'll stay alive. Uh, who sings that? Um, Gloria Gaynor? Yeah, definitely. That's, that's what it is. Gloria, Gloria yeah. Gaynor. I'll be knowing some of these songs. I have no idea who sings them. Um, Candy is made by Cameo. I know that. Uh, my favorite I think um, Gloria Gaynor um, is not a one-hit wonder because she has another hit where she remade um, Never Can't Say Goodbye, but in a disco version. But does that count because it's a remake? It, it was still a hit, though. No, because you're taking somebody else's hit. But it's, it's still a hit, though. But it, if I mean, you they, know it's a hit they, already, does that count? Like, if, it would be worse to me if you ruined somebody else's hit. It, she made she made it a disco song and you know what I'm saying though right like mm. I'm I mean obviously you know what I'm saying I'm not trying to belittle you I'm just saying like if I took your cookie recipe mm-hmm. and went step by step with it the same way you make it like I didn't deviate from nothing I expect it to be a good fucking cookie but here's the thing. She made it a disco song, so it's but, not the so same song. So she took your cookie and dipped it in chocolate. She still, she still did something, some at least a little bit different. I mean, and hers is different than the Isaac Hayes version, of course, but because um, there is an Isaac Hayes version, um, yeah. Okay. Also, Word Up is a much better song than Candy. It's much well, yeah, by far. But you know what? They're the song that's even better than Word Up, though. Okay, Word Up, Word Up is is a better song but candy is the perfect tempo for doing the electric slide like it is the perfect tempo for doing the electric slide candy is a classic like okay i'll give you word up but only by a little hair that beat is forever and that song is excellent but for me better than both of them is single life of course of course you would say that why Cause you use it in every fucking episode of your show, nigga. <laughs> uh, Who's that? Is that? Is that Nisha that says simulcast? Yeah, it is. Okay. I was really proud of that. I was like, you know what? I'm gonna use this as a break, and we did, and it turned out great. That's all. I'm living the single, single simulcast. He was he was just on uh, Quest Love Supreme. That was a good that was a good episode. Huh. I can listen to Word Up on repeat. Yeah. 
Three. I feel that. And then, of course, you know, for marching band, there's neck. Everybody plays neck. So talking out the side of your neck, I can see that. That's not cameo, is it? That's cameo. Hey, you're going to get what's coming to you yet. That is 100% cameo. I didn't know that was cameo. Wasn't that nice? To find out that the great song is them? Yeah. When I was a kid, great band. When I was when I was a kid, I liked She's Strange. You know, uh, me too. And I like it. Still do. But yeah. That's just the She's Strange is a hit, dog. I don't care what nobody say. I don't care who you are. That's a hit right there, bro. Yeah, they got they got they got a good five. Five. They got they got a good five that's non-returnable in a in a in a versus. Not five. Uh-huh. Nigga. They got uh so let's see, candy, single candy. life, word up, strange, talking on the side of your neck, sparkle, it's, shake it's, your it's, pants, rigor mortis. Hold on, hold on, wait. Shake your pants, um, marching bands. We only know with you know that's that's Howard shit. Um, but uh, but uh, but is are those now those last couple you said are those non-returnables though? It depends on who they're going up against. Yeah, because I don't I don't know who the, I don't know who you would put up against Gamia. I mean, maybe the Gap Band. Gap Band. Uh, Earth, Wind, and Fire. Earth, Wind, and Fire already went. Oh, I thought we were just talking about anybody. No, I'm just saying, I'm talking about versus, but like if, if you put them in a versus, like, of course, Earth, Wind, and Fire is a good matchup for them, but they already went. So we can't go, we can't go Earth, Wind, and Fire. So, I mean, it's the gap band, right? Like that's, that's who's left that could, that could stand up to these, th- this good, this good five. That's not all right. Huh? Living color. Living color. I mean, I love them, but. We only really like they. They only have they. No, they only have one hit. They have one hit. I guess you're right. I mean, you, when you got a lady who has a voice like that, you literally have to use it. Oh, also, also another uh, marching band staple is Skin. Skin I'm in is there yes. also. Yes, but, but I, mean, I don't know. I don't know if that's a non-returnable though. I know Sparkle isn't a non-returnable, but the reason why I love it is because of the uh, which became a song by Tupac and uh, Tretch called "Loyal to the Game." Okay. I believe it's at the end of the Above the Rim soundtrack, but only on the tape version, not on the CD version. I had the tape version and the CD version. So that means you know the greatest song on that whole thing is You Bring the Dog Out of Me. Yes. <laughs> I must confess, my eyes are fixated on your dress. <laughs> I still, I mean, my, I mean, Big Pimpin' is my shit. Yeah. From the, 
That that was my shit. And, and also, 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 and also, also, regulators up there, so we can't really the most improbable story ever. Mm-hmm. Like that's that's that. Uh, I mean, regulate should start off right. The the song before the song starts, Warren G to say should say all right. So boom, check this out. No, <laughs> actually, actually, yeah, I guess he should because Nate Dog doesn't even get a chance to sing. <laughs> like for real, it, that shit, that that story is so fucking improbable. Like it's like okay, you just you know you just killed a couple a couple dudes and you were already talking to some chicks and you go back to the chicks y'all go to the motel and just fuck after you just they just witness you kill a bunch of dudes like that's that's really what happened to you that's how this happens yes. like some they, people are into that like a whole group of chicks Next like maybe maybe one or two Yeah, I, yeah, that's that's shit. This is just weird. When you actually when you actually listen to what they're saying, oh man, anything is on above the rim soundtrack. Okay, so never mind. Anything you wanna do. Okay, sorry, sorry, listeners. You know how we do. Well, um, you know, above above the rim is probably one of the greatest. Is the greatest. It's the greatest uh, soundtrack of all time. One of them. It's up there, top five. Is there's only two, right? There's only two. Mm. That you could choose. If if you say the greatest, the greatest soundtrack, not like orchestral, um, but like greatest soundtracks, it's is above the rim and waiting to exhale. Those are the two, right? Waiting to exhale, above the rim, shaft, the whiz. No. Nigga, the whiz has Michael Jackson, Diana Ross. Greatest of all time. Batman by Prince. Okay, Batman by Prince is up there. I would say that's that's a that's that's a third. (laughs) I I put that I put that one third. Um, let me see. Honestly, Boys in the Hood. Boys in the Hood. I could see that. Um, Friday. Friday. Yes. Friday brought Mary Jane all the way back to number one. Yep. And they had Keep Your Heads Ringing. Ding, ding, dong. Ring it ding, 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 dong. Oi. I think that's it. I mean, unless you go all the way back to the seventies, which I did shaft. But what was that? What was that movie you made me watch about the the cat that pissed on the dude's foot? Um, Chuck Turner. Yeah, that one. He did the Isaac Hayes did the entire soundtrack. So, so he did. He pulled a Batman. Well, it was his movie. But like, how the fuck? Let's let's be honest about this. How the fuck did they let Prince do the whole fucking soundtrack? Because Prince was like, "Hello." It's weird. Like Prince, do you know Prince, me? Prince sings so high, but he talks so low. It's weird. Do you know me? I'm interested in doing the soundtrack. That'll be all. You can go home. That, that shit was <laughs> that shit was hot. I don't need nobody else. Just matter of fact, know. I'm gonna need access to the movie before it comes out. Nigga, I'm gonna tell you right now. And then hold on. And then here's my idea. The first single before the movie even comes out is gonna be nothing but clips from the movie and women singing bat dance over the back of it. Yeah. And we're but gonna also, put it on the radio. I'm gonna tell you, right? I think I think it's possible right now to be in the club right now and put on Party Man and it'll be a hit. Well, you can't not dance when Party Man comes on. 
Exactly. It's like the party man is like here come the hammer. Like if you can stay still doing income, here come the hammer. Like you have no soul. Like you, there's, it's impossible to stay still doing here come the hammer. Yeah. Uh oh. Uh oh. Uh oh. Uh oh. See, you started moving. See, I told you. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. <laughs> I told you. It is impossible to stay still during that song. I told you, one of the greatest of all time. Yeah, I believe believe so. I I do too. Like, it's not his fault that he, well, it is his fault that he wanted to help out the whole hood. And and Pumps in the Bump is still the shit. That song song is forever. Pumps in the Bump is forever. Not the video, but the song. It will be forever. Video too, I guess, depending on which one you see. Because they made two versions. Yeah, I know. But that goes right alongside finding out that um, Tony, Tony, Tony had a version of Anniversary where everybody was nude. Okay. That's... It was only available on, on a Playboy channel. That's weird. That's weird. Right? Like, the whole 30-minute version of Anniversary, everybody in the band is nude and all the women are nude. So... Everybody dead. And Sarah runs to help uh, Helena give birth, all the while having flashbacks to when Miss S was by her side when Kara was born. And Sarah's echoing some of the same supportive words that uh, Miss S said back then, you know, with an added oi and meathead or two. And the twins are born and crying and they're crying healthily, and Sarah and Helena and Art are crying happy cries, and it, you know, it was dope. I didn't, fun, I didn't. Fun, fun fact: this was the very last scene that was shot. Makes sense. And it took two days. To Makes complete. sense. And that's really it. After that, we cut to a short time later with the babies in their cribs and their homemade mobiles above them, and one of the babies has on orange socks, and one has on purple socks. And their names are literally orange and purple because uh, they don't have names yet, just socks. And, and this in the baby shower, remember, um, Elena had a dream about a baby shower in season three. And it was it seemed very similar to this. Remember when before she actually really knew everybody and they all were kind of like a, a, a Helena's stereotypical version of who they were. Because I do science, like you know, what Kazima is like. It's science stuff. Um, yeah, and it, it looks pretty much the same as that that uh, that dream that she had. And so Sarah skyping with Kazima, who's helping her out with math, because Sarah's going to take her high school equivalency test, and Scott's helping too. We're doing she doesn't. And they, they, exactly. Once again, she's taking all these people's hard work and doing nothing with it. And Scott and Kasima wish her good luck. And she says goodbye. She sends Kira off to school. But she forgot to make anything for lunch. So here's money because I'm horrible at this. She, you know who Sarah reminds me of? The mom from The Crow uh, who got off drugs and was trying to flip an egg. And the daughter was like, why are you even trying to do this, Suzanne? I, I don't remember that movie. I remember I watched it way later, and I didn't love it. I didn't like it at all, actually. Oh, 
It was good. It was. I, I watched it too late. Like it, I watched it like in the the the. I I I watched it for. I watched it for a podcast. So that t- that tells you I watched it after 2009. I thought you were going to say you watched it to see him die. And I was going to be like, that is fucked up. No, nah, I would never do that. Okay, good. I ain't about that life. Okay, good. So um, Donnie's also calling the babies orange and purple. And Allison is like, can she get a fucking name for them kids yet? Also, they live in um, the garage. Which now has a a one tone floor. The cement is all one color. That's why they were. That's why they didn't give a fuck about what Sarah's saying, because everybody else living somewhere with some dead people in it. Yeah, but it ain't their mama though. Now the dead people were removed. Remember? Right. That too. I'm saying, Miss S ain't buried under the fucking house. She was removed too. But but the dead people in that garage were were removed. Hey, yeah, also, they were we didn't actually there. we didn't yeah. actually see Maddie Anger die. We just saw her she get clubbed die. in the back of the head. And then cuffed. And cuffed. She didn't die. Art couldn't kill her because they needed her to prove that she was fucking doing all this shit, you know, for the, in the police and shit. Yeah, but what I'm saying is they never circled back around to that at all. Well, it's implied. They want you to imply that. It was, when it, you see it, Art it, there she just was, being free. She was not important at all. Yeah. And um, Allison goes back to decorating for the baby shower and saying, ain't nobody helping me. Get out here and help me. Meanwhile, uh, Kasima and Delphine are trying to find more leaders and kissing, you know, doing science together. They've already given the clones that they know of the cure, including Crystal and Tony. But they're having a hard time tracking down the rest of them. I was surprised they mentioned Tony. Like, I completely fucking forgot about Tony. Me too. They don't know how many clones there are, though, so they're having trouble tracking them all down. But Art is helping, so they do have a next one, which is a woman in Colombia. They actually say Clone Club Colombia. We're all over the world, which is a great ad. And it doesn't matter how long it takes, because Kasima and Delphine are going to save them all, which would have been a great spinoff them going um, place to place and having adventures this this comes back to bite them i'm just gonna say that over at miss s's house sarah's boxing things up and getting ready to sell the house and she finds a car from miss s to, you know she reads but she still ain't crying and felix comes in a little upset that she's already packing up without a real plan and without asking what kira wants but sarah doesn't want to talk about it and tells him don't forget to pick up Kara from school and heads to the high school to take her test. And she gets a call from Helena while she's there. And she tells Helena she'll come to the baby shower. And that she feels weird that she's the only one there to take the test. No, she feels that she's the oldest person there to take the test. Yeah. She's the oldest by 10 years, at least. Yes. To take the test. Um, and Sarah can hear Miss S's voice in her head and the conversation that they had with Miss S telling her that to be a good mother, she should try staying still. And Sarah responded that she doesn't need anything from Miss S. And Sarah then decides to walk out and not take the test after all. And over at the baby shower, everything's playing out very similar to the way Helena dreamed it way back at the start of season three. 
except now their family's even bigger than she imagined, and the babies are born. And Cosima got little science monkeys for the baby and shows up with Delphine. And then... I never understood white people's uh, obsession with sock monkeys. Never understood it. I got nothing for you, man. Felix passed the baby he's holding to Cosima, and she's like, mm, I don't do babies. But Delphine takes a baby. So Cosima coos the baby from a safe distance. And Sarah heads to the baby shower and immediately goes to the fridge to grab a beer. And Delphine comes in and hugs her. Um, and it, it's weird to Sarah because Sarah's been so long not trusting Delphine. Um, and she tries to express her condolences about Miss S and that Miss S taught her how to be brave. But Sarah's not trying to hear it. She doesn't want to even talk about her tests, even though one by one, everybody's asking about it. And Felix excuses, excuses himself because he has a text and Colin follows him because Colin is there, which is nice. And Felix says he's expecting someone on the down low. Um, and it is Rachel. Who came in an Uber <laughs> to make sure everyone's OK and to give Felix an envelope. And when she asks about the babies, Felix reminds her that there's no way she'd be welcome at this party. And Rachel's like, I, I don't want to fucking see nobody else who looks like me anyway. Makes sense. So she's gone. She says she's had her fill of clones and, you know, now she can go live in a rich place. Art comes to Helena's garage apartment and Helena admits she's worried about Sarah. And she says that she still has not mended, and Helena doesn't know how to help her. Um, inside, Sarah's brought some of Akira's old toys, and Allison takes this time to tell Sarah uh, that it's good that she brought them toys because Helena's been letting her kids play with rocks. Sounds about right. And also that... Yeah, Cody was right. <laughs> that she's a bad mom. And also... Allison takes this time to tell Sarah that she doesn't want her to move. She says that Kira has cousins now that she's bonding with Gemma and Maya and Charlotte, but not Oscar because Oscar's not fucking there. Well, she just mentioned the, the young ladies. Yeah. Um, that they can finally live like Cestras, that they're finally free. But Sarah just grumbles that freedom looks different to everybody. And when Allison pushes again, Sarah's like, yo, I don't want to raise Kira in the house where her grandma was shot to death, which probably makes everybody shut the fuck up. Yep. Everybody's like, you know what? You got I it. Think about, I need to think about that. You, you, you got it. Right. You, you got it. Right. You win this battle. Anybody else got something to say? Not to mention all of the other people that got killed in there, but I mean, that one. But, yeah, that one. Sarah's sitting alone outside, and one by one, her sisters come out to sit with her. Helena asks her to open up, and sitting in this backyard with her sisters finally together, Sarah opens up. Breaks herself open wide, admits she doesn't go to her test, admits she feels like she's a shitty mother, and ever since she came back to the city, she's been able to blame these feelings on the whole being hunted by various organization things. And in that, anyone would have a hard time balancing that and parenting, right? But now there's no one left to blame it on, and she's feeling the full weight of the responsibility. And despite what her younger self said, she relied on Miss S. She needed her support, and she needed her help. 
that was a great monologue. Yeah. And there's a moment of silence where uh, her sisters let her hold this pain, but then they start jumping in. And Allison admits that the other day she threatened Jimmy for not cleaning her room to the point where she scared her. She didn't threaten Oscar, though, because Oscar is. Doesn't exist. Right. Pouchy took him. Maybe her mother took him. I don't fucking know. Maybe his birth mother took him. Uh, all possibilities. Helena admits that her babies keep eating sand that she can't find the source of. Kasima admits that she's terrified of babies and doesn't feel maternal and doesn't know if it's because that's how she is and if so, is that selfish or is it because I'm scared? Also, Kasima holds Sarah's hand and the point is they're all scared and it's okay not to be okay. Message... Nobody, not a clone, not a human. They go to the beach and they stare off at the empty couch like the end of a sitcom, and that's the end of the show. It's okay to feel like you're failing sometimes. And Felix joins his sisters, then bearing the envelope he got from Rachel, and it's a list of every single known leader clone around the world. A complete list. And there's 274 of them. But Helena doesn't want her sister to dwell on that right now because she has something for her sisters, too. Her memoir is finished, and she wants to read it to them. It's called Orphan Black. And Sarah thinks that's a stupid name for a thing. Um, But Helena explains that in the old country, in the the old world, she will start with the threat of her sister, Sarah, who stepped off a train one day and met herself. But she says that there's an all world connection to the orphan black title. I forget how it goes. Yeah, but we already got that explanation from Mrs. S. So like, mm-hmm. which, which, which one is which, you know what I mean? Which one is it? Mm-hmm. Then they do the uh, a sort of where are they now sign off for the four main clones. Um, Allison is playing piano and Donnie comes home and strips for her, making her laugh. That was, that was cute. Helena. Um, well, Delphine is giving an inoculation to Alita clone in, uh, well, I don't know, somewhere in South America. The bad Spanish jank. Yeah, whatever. Cosima making plans for them to find more in Brazil. There's like 10 more in Brazil. Helena, naming the boys. Wait, wait, wait. No one one has Colombia, they're in Colombia. No one has anything to say about the the bad Spanish jank walking right past Cosima and not paying any attention to her at all. Why would you pay attention to somebody with ratty ass dreadlocks and glasses? Yeah, she doesn't look like them. And she turned her head slightly. Casima yeah, doesn't look anything like, I mean, she, with the glass and everything, Casima and Helena are the two that look least like everybody else. True. So she ain't going to think of it. Uh, Kasima, like I said, they're in Colombia uh, inoculating clones. Um, they have a lot of clones left, but you know they're kissing now. They're 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 in love. 
None of these clones have a job. Nope. Sarah's that's, getting ready. That's how that's how the podcast starts. Oh, good. Um, Helena named the boys Arthur and Donnie, whose namesake she considers to be real men. I see that. Uh, at Miss S's house, there's no boxes anymore, but more of Felix's artwork around, and there's a great bustle as the family gets ready to go out to a day at the lake, collecting swimming gear, tackling, uh, fishing, tackling lunch, and they all dash out the door to the car, and the last one out is Sarah, who closed the door on the house, her house, and that's the end. I think other than other than the very long Return of the King ending, I think this is a pretty solid way to end the series. I think it's pretty flawless. Yep. I can't think of more than two episodes and they were in no way back to back where I was like, that was dry. I really enjoyed this. Scar, you did a good job, buddy. Well, thank you, sir. Scar, you know they picked up TV shows. My next one is going to be amazing. Yeah, mine too. Amaze balls. Yep, yep, yep. If I don't do Spartacus, I got something else on tap. Game of Thrones. Please no. Not yet. Shantae's ready for it, though. She's got a lot to say. Brandon, you got anything? Can, can Shantae take my place doing Game of Thrones? No. No. Why the fuck not? <laughs> <laughs> We're about to do the undoing. I'm I'm down for the undoing. I don't know anything about it. So all of this is gonna be new to me. If yeah, and that means that you're hosting it, Brandon. No, not that's your job. We already if I've never it. seen it before, we've, I can't discuss it. We've already yes, discussed this. This we've is we've already discussed this. It's all you, dog. That's your role on the show. Nah. Because one day we're going to get to something where there's no synopsis, there's no anything. And when there's that happens... synopsis because the show came out last year. Or a year, two years ago. Maybe. Two years ago during the pandemic. When that happens, I'm going to be in the world of shit. When that happens, I'll take notes for you, and then you can read it. <laughs> Great. Now I'll just start your role. Full, full Undoing. Hugh Grant. Nicole Kidman. It's a whodunit. Six episode miniseries. That's, That's it. Oh, Only shit, six I'm... episodes. It's a miniseries. I watched this shit in one sitting. No, don't watch it in one sitting. You know what was a really good one sitting show? Reacher. I, I never got around to that. I, it's on the list, but yeah. Reacher was Reacher was a show that stuck to the book pretty much perfectly. I really enjoyed that one. You gotta watch it one episode at a time. As, as I hear, it's very unlike the movie. Or it's gonna ruin the podcast because it's a whodunit. Okay, but you already know everything that happened, right? Yeah, just like y'all knew about Oz and this. Thank you. And I was in the dark. So if I watch it all the way through, that's gonna spoil your fun and knowing stuff we don't know. Yes. And it's gonna okay, ruin then the I'll, show. Then I won't watch it all the way through. It's going to ruin the show as well because the show's only going to work if you don't know what's coming next because it's a whodunit. <laughs> if you know what's coming next, that ruins the whole show. 
I'm down. All right, for sure. I'm doing. And then we're doing the counterpart starring J.K. Simmons. And the we're what? Finishing up with the Watchmen. The what? The counterpart starring J.K. Simmons. What's it's that one season. on? Stars. It's a okay. two-season show. And then we're finishing up with the Watchmen. Because I can keep it simple. I can keep it to four seasons. I don't got to go five, six seasons like y'all. Four seasons. But in that, you're doing six seasons worth of shows. Back to back no. to back. No, it's only four seasons. Four seasons. The, the Watchmen, the, the Undoing. First, the first, the, both of those are one season shows. And then the, the other one is a two season show. Now, I will tell you straight out. I've seen The Watchmen. That was fucking fantastic. I know. It was either between Watchmen or Lovecraft Country. But, but that I was fucking fantastic too. I haven't I haven't seen either. So So we'll do Watchmen. Scar will enjoy it. I, I learned about Watchmen. I I mean I've I've had discussions about Watchmen with my boss, who was, you know, asking me all kinds of questions about the black stuff, especially at the beginning. Um Watchmen. That's what we're doing. Four episodes of TV. I mean four seasons of TV. It was either that or Game of Thrones. I chose this. Game of Thrones next time. Okay. Scar, you got anything? Things just ain't the same for gangsters. But I'm a little too famous to shoot these pranksters. All these rap singers claiming they bangers, doing all sorts of twisted shit with their fingers, disrespecting the game, no home training, no manners. I was doing the shit when you were shitting your pampers. I was doing the original, not the yeah, not the Jay Z one. I yeah, mean, okay. Jay Z. Jay Z. wrote both songs, but right. I was doing the brand for you knew what a hand to hand was. The Watcher is a great song, by the way. <laughs> the Watcher Two is a great song. The Watcher got too. tired of uh, all them little niggas from the West Coast talking shit. Um, it was Jo Felony talking shit about Jay Z. So Jay Z made a whole song. We give Dre his props, but that's where it stops. It's The Rock. Ah, <laughs> oh, man. Oh, wait. It says the, the writer of the original is Eminem wrote the original one. Hmm. I, thought, I thought Jay-Z wrote both. I, I, apparently I'm wrong. That's cool. At least, at least, oh, okay. There's only certain song. Well, Dr. Dre has this problem where whoever writes the song for him, he sounds like them in the song. I can say for the watcher, he doesn't sound like Eminem. Sounds like Dre. Yeah. So, he does well. He also he also doesn't sound he doesn't sound like Jay Z in in the 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 one that he wrote for him because apparently for the reference track Jay Z did it in both of their voices ad libs and everything. So, 
916-633-1537. Return to Oswald at gmail.com. Um, Brandon's on Twitter at that cool black nerd. Black is spelled B-L-K. Scar's on Twitter at Scarfinger. I am Ratchet Book Club. The show is RTO Podcast. You can leave a review on Spotify. It takes like eight seconds. You can also leave a review on Podchaser. Copy and paste that into the Apple Podcast. And then copy and paste that into the Good Pods link. Or Good Pods app, rather. You can donate to the show at patreon.com slash single simulcast or on buymeacoffee.com slash sscast. Or you can uh, leave a tip in the Good Pods app. There's a tip jar. Just a tip. We enjoyed this show. Thank you all so much for joining us through all of it. We really do appreciate it. We're going to holler at y'all later. Y'all be good. And then I'm going to take you home with me. Oi! It still doesn't sound right. And then still doesn't sound right. Thank y'all so much for listening. We greatly appreciate it. Y'all be good. Gonna holler at you later. Peace. Peace out. Theme music for another one was made by Makai Beats, and it's called Heaven. You can contact him on Makai.com, which is M-A-K-A-I-H.com, or you can find his beat on the Free Music Archive. This is Single Simulcast. Don't know by now that you slipped.